Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Gloriole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at This is episode 496. And you know what, Cecil? Sometimes I'm just going to not show up. Just like John Bolton and uh, half of the other people that have been <laughs> subpoenaed, subpoenaed. Okay, boomer. Because <laughs> how fucking crazy is it that we're just like in a place where Congress is like, you got to show up to the thing. And people are just like, nah, uh, pass. Hard pass. I'm yeah. cool. You know what I was going to do instead? Not that. Yeah, I was, was going to not show up. <laughs> going to do something else. Here's the thing. I haven't done anything wrong. No one I know has done anything wrong. I have nothing to hide. I don't want to testify. Did you see? Did you see? My favorite was Lindsey Graham this week. Oh. And he was like, he's like, y'all need to release that transcript. And they're like, did you read the transcript? He's like, I will not read that transcript. (laughs) It's like, you are a fucking idiot. He's the same guy who this same week too, he said, uh, he's like, look, I just think that our, there is no quid pro quo. And there's, uh, the reason I know that is that our policy in the Ukraine is too incoherent. <laughs> <laughs> he really said that. That is that's probably true though. The argument yeah. is that like, look, yeah. it's not that we're corrupt; it's yeah. that we're so incompetent <laughs> we can't even be corrupt. We're not sure. Last week, I think we gave them a bag of cats. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but it's I just, think it's just yeah. a, like it was. I read the article. And I was like, "Do you hear you?" It's amazing. It's like no, no, no. Here's the thing. Our Uh, president's too incoherent uh, to have established a quid pro quo. Oh, I know. That was was the argument that uh, that Mueller made, though, too. Right. Was that they're just too fucking bad at it. Like, you're just too bad at it. That's why it didn't work that way. But you would have, if you could, if you were smart enough, you yeah. would have been able to, you and you would have done it. Right. But you're just too fucking stupid. We, we have an administration that's yeah. just like, you're not good enough to be bad. Yeah. Like, and that's how bad you are. <laughs> that's how it works. That's un- but like, if, if that's the genuine defense uh, being mustered, yeah. it's because it's, I think it's very telling that the defense is not didn't happen. Yeah. The defense is not like, Oh no, that, yeah, it's, no never it's not bad. that. No, it's, it's never it's, that. It's, I'm, like, it's, I'm bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad at it. Yeah. Right. Did you see Kentucky's governor and uh, Kentucky lost? So right. the governor yeah. lost and then, um, but he's contesting it or whatever. And then uh, the Virginia state Senate, yeah, flipped. Flipped. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, the, too. The, the state and the House in yeah. Virginia are both blue yeah. for the first time in a generation. Yeah, in a long time. What's crazy about the Kentucky thing is, like, all the precincts are reporting. There's about a 5000 $5,000, yeah. Or $5,000 5, yeah. or points. Doesn't <laughs> whatever. matter. Whatever. Hey, we don't know. We're buying votes yeah. down there. <laughs> and the, the, the Republican incumbent is like, I'm not going to concede. I'm going to contest because if it goes to a contest, then the race is decided by the Republican-controlled House and Senate. That's good. So 
he'll basically just be like, um, I'm going to go ahead and contest this election. And then that election will get kicked over to my totally impartial panel of judges who I'm golfing with wow. right now. Wow. So that the, it, it is entirely reasonable. And Bernie Sanders is tweeting about this. It's entirely reasonable that what might happen in Kentucky is the voters will vote a Democratic governor in and he'll lose anyway because the Republicans will just be like, well, well, no, not it. no, no, and no, I'm busy. <laughs> Do you see the gone fishing sign on my door, young man? Well, all right, but y'all didn't count the coon dog votes. And the, yeah, I you got, can't I, say that, Tom. My raccoon dog <laughs> votes, all right? That is what I meant to have said. Outrageous. Uh, so I want to talk real quick though about that. Like my feed this week has been blowing up with OK Boomer, which I love very much. I love, absolutely adore. And um, and so many people uh are calling it ageist. And I was like, wait, weren't you dismissing the millennials forever with the exact same in the exact same way by saying millennials this, and now they're saying, okay, boomer, basically doing the exact same thing to you that they were doing, that you were doing to them, dismissing them. Mm -hmm. And that's ageist. Well, yeah, but I, I think what you're missing, Cecil, is the way ageism works <laughs> is if it's you. Yeah, if it's you and you're doing it. And you feel bad about it. Then it's not ageist. Then it's, yeah, yeah. Right, so, yeah. yeah. So I love. If, if I'm the one doing it, it's not ageist. Yeah. I love um, it so much. Yeah, I love it so much. I love it so much. It's my favorite. It's my favorite new thing yeah. to just wave a hand and be like, okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, so it's so dismissive. Shitty. It's so dismissive and amazing. And it's absolutely perfect. And it reminds me of the whatever. I don't even remember the company that did the toxic masculinity ad. Gillette. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't even remember. It turns yeah. out I didn't even remember. But yeah, it was Gillette. Yeah. Um, the toxic masculinity ad and everybody... <laughs> All these people are just like throwing their hands up. Like, are you saying some men can be bad? <laughs> and some of our practices that we go through and rituals that we go through in our regular life can be bad? What are you saying? You're like, yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. I'm not saying you're bad. Right. And I'm not saying that all men are bad. Not all men, guys. Not all men. Yeah, can we like, talk about that for this? It's, it's like, well, I don't do that. It's like, well, then it's you're not the subject of it, right? <laughs> it's not. It's like I'm not okay boomering you. When I when I drove to the studio, there were signs that were like, "Don't drink and drive," yeah. and I'm like, "Well, I, I wasn't like offended. Like, well, I'm not drinking and driving. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> then you know what? That's not. I go. Like, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's like, well, I don't beat my wife. Well, then. Good, but you have to know that some people do. <laughs> you do recognize that, right? Like, just yeah. then you're the good example. Yeah. It's okay to be the good example. And it's, and this is exactly how it is with the okay boomer thing. Cause it's like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of boomers out there. I, I actually hang out with a few boomers that I really think smart guys, really, really left farther left than I am. These guys are, these guys are awesome. And, and I'm not, when somebody says, okay, boomer, they're not saying it to them. Right. They're not saying it to those guys. They're saying it to the guys that are like, climate change is a myth. And you're just like, yeah, okay, boomer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm what, saying what, it to. It, it's a way to be like, your attitudes are outdated. Yeah. Update. Like yeah. the fucking yeah. Ram needs an update, <laughs> buddy. To, what you need to do is go download it and then reinstall. <laughs> that's what you need to do. <laughs> it's so funny too, because like ageism only works if it's like, 
upward. Yeah. Like you never can, you're ageist against like like folks that are older than you. Yeah. But ageism is just like, well, yeah, but I mean, young people are shitty. <laughs> like, wait, if you're old, you know that yeah. young people yeah. are shitty. Yeah. And you know that because you wish you were them. Yeah. <laughs> and we all we're gonna yeah. wait. Because you wake up and you're like, my knees hurt. Yeah. I don't like young people Everything all of a hurts. sudden. <laughs> right? And I'm dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm slowly right. dying every day. You know, I start to hate young people when I'm suddenly not one of the young people. Yeah, it turns That's, out. Yeah. Oh my God, my hip. <laughs> God damn. Whatever the next generation is. Zennial. Like, what yeah. is the next one? What's the new one? I don't even know. Yeah. Z- I, th- I think it's Zennial. Zennial. Yeah. Because we're just fucking lazy about yeah, it. We don't, we don't care. We don't care about them. They're not going to be around anyway. So it doesn't well, I'm matter. not going to be around when they matter. Yeah. Well, like, they, I know and that. they're never going to matter because the world's going to end before <laughs> that's that why happens. I mean, <laughs> so. He's right. We don't need a whistleblower. We need a building full of whistleblowers. Okay. Whistles. I want this place to be honest. When you see something wrong, I want, there you go. I want you to report it. I want you to, exactly. Just like that. I want us to police ourselves. Vigilant. Let's wait till something actually happens. Though. Okay, good fun. Sister, it comes from ABC News. Some GOP senators buck President Trump, Rand Paul on calls to release whistleblowers' identity. Um, And I wanted to talk about this, Cecil, because there's a handful of folks in Congress right now who are making a big stink, um, and and the president, of course, making a big stink like, we got to know who the whistleblower is. We got to know who he is, or we don't have transparency to the process. And it's like, well, okay. First of all, we're in sort of the grand jury phase of this investigation. Yeah, yeah. So there is no transparency to the grand jury portion of any process, sure. right? So that's all a fucking straw man. Yeah. It's a red herring. Like, pay no attention to the bullshit behind the mirror. But, like, this isn't how whistleblowing works. Right. Like, we we have a system that protects. So we have whistleblower protections, legal protections for whistleblowers. And we have that because it's like, fucking vital to our democracy, right? Yeah. To not like expose people sure. who are exposing those sure. in power. Because if you don't, then all, all the people in power can do literally whatever they want because they have no fear of repercussions. Yeah, there's no check and balance Nothing to the whatsoever. system. No one, in, no one can, can, can say anything about anybody in power that's true or not true doesn't matter because there won't be any investigation because they could just fucking, they'll know who you are and nobody will want to do it because then they'll be like, well, fuck, they know who I am now and I can right. get fired or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's bullshit that it's actually anonymous. Like that's, that's like, that's another like misstep. It's okay. not. It's not anonymous. It's not, and you know who this it's guy is. public. Yeah. There's a difference between something being anonymous, meaning like, it's just unknown to everybody involved. Yep, it's it's not ran- anonymous. It's not QAnon who right. sent this stuff in. Right. Yeah. The whistleblower is a known quantity. Sure. Like that is a person who's written things that like the people who have the security clearance to know this information, know this information. It's just that I don't know it. Sure. Because like schmucks send death threats and like weird bombs from Florida, like full of like (laughs) sawdust and like lemming eggs or whatever that guy (laughs) Weirdo. (laughs) Jesus. Shooting synthol into his arms and fucking crazy fucker. Jesus. I love that that guy had like the crazy person van. Like he drove around. Oh, I know. He drove drove around in the van that had all the stickers on it (laughs) that you're just like, I'm just going to stay back here. (laughs) Right. You know what? I need a space cushion. Space cushion is good today. I'm just going to stay back here. The guy you think is crazy Drove the crazy mobile. <laughs> he really right? did. It is like it's it, the proof in the pudding. Yeah, like, it's absolutely, yeah. You're driving along and you see that thing, and it's you're like, you're like, 
oh, hang on, I'm gonna take a picture to send it yeah, to my wife. Yeah. Like, click, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look who I saw <laughs> today. Like, and it's like, oh, shock of shocks. That's the guy that sent yeah, mail bombs yeah. out. What do you think that guy was doing with his time? You think he's like sitting at home well, putting stickers on his van? He's putting stickers on his van. That's yeah. what he's doing with his time. He's ordering them online <laughs> and placing them very carefully next to the other <laughs> sticker. It's like, oh, I got, I got yeah. some room. I got a thirteen by nine space. Oh man, here. look at me! It's like fucking. I'm playing Tetris on this motherfucker. <laughs> um, this happens so often today. You just want to turn to the Republicans and be like, "You don't want this." What you're saying right now is. My guy's cool. That's why we should have the whistle. We'll know who the whistleblower right, is. Right. But you don't want this. Yeah. Trust me, you don't want this to be the fucking precedent where we get to know who the whistleblower is because you're the president. You don't want that. You want somebody to be able to come forward on a Democratic president that's doing say, shady shit. Yeah. Trust me, you definitely want that. And don't make this a precedent. Don't make this something that is, you know, something that can happen in the future where we just don't give a fuck. Where right. people clearly know you can get away with it, right? You know, there's always got to be penalties for these things or people just keep pushing the boundaries. That's what's been happening with Trump the whole time. He's been, they've been saying no. Uh, there, uh, there's dozens of people basically in contempt of Congress and they, it doesn't matter. Like that, they're, they're showing you that it doesn't matter. There's no teeth here. There's no teeth in any of these policies. They don't care. They'll just be like, well, fuck you. I don't care. I'll just do what I want. Trump even moved to a fucking other state yeah, he's recently. Going for just fucking nope out like, of fucking NYC. He's <laughs> like, sorry, I'm going to Miami. Yeah, he's like, tax burden in New York's too high. Yeah, he fucking nope out of it. I'm not there yeah, anymore. Yeah. A lifelong New Yorker. Absolutely. So, so you know, like, like the thing is, is like, if 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 you take the pressure off and you just say that there's no teeth in this and whatsoever and they release the whistleblower's name and there's no repercussions for that, like, yeah. like, like a, they were saying something about like, you know, like maybe if someone tweets it out or they were saying something about Don Jr. Jr. saying more information about him than he, he should right. have and things. If they tweet it out or say something like that, there should be an absolute penalty for that. There should be an there absolute, be a huge penalty. absolutely a penalty for that. Yeah, they, like they shouldn't walk away with, with nothing. But every time that something has happened, they're showing that there's huge gaps in our system. People just presume that there was there was something there that could stop people and there isn't anything. Yeah, well, here, here's what I want to know from the people that are like, Small government, right wing. Yeah, you know, honestly, yeah, like, yeah. If if this doesn't bother you, like, d doesn't that necessarily mean that you are in favor of more autocratic government? Right, right. Like, isn't isn't the bedrock of democracy is that there's a transparency that is beholden to the people, yeah. and that when the the legislative body says, "Hey, you have to show up," yeah, and we have questions, and then. It's up to us to decide how we feel about the answers to those questions. But circumventing the process, like like you said, like it establishes a precedent that you're not going to want when it's your no, turn. No, you don't want it when it's your turn. You're, and, and it also establishes a precedent that says like, well, whoever's in power just gets more power. Every year we yeah. do this power creep thing. We are at a place where more and more the executive branch yeah. is becoming this like kingdom. Yeah. And the the power that is the, the the check and balance system that's really like the bedrock of this democracy, along with like the transparency aspect, those things are not only becoming less important, they're becoming less valued. Yeah. Like people don't like them. All they're just like, fuck it. I don't care about that as long as I'm winning. When I'm winning, I don't need transparency in government. I don't care about that as a principle that that makes the government beholden to me. As long as I get what I want. It's so dangerous. Yeah. I don't want the things I want if I get them the wrong way. Sure. Not because that I don't it. want them. Right. I still want those things. Right. I'll still be mad if I don't get them. I still think the world would be better if I get policies that match yeah. my worldview. Of course I think that. Sure. 
But what I don't want to do is to break the country in order to get those things. I don't want to break the system that's supposed to balance itself out in order to get Medicare for yeah, all. Somehow get progress. Right. Somehow progress forward. And yeah, there's not, it feels like now um, that there's this constant pressure to just to, to do whatever it is you want to do as long as your side's in there. I have a question. I mean it seriously. Would you accept a perfectly benign dictator if you knew that all of their policies were going to align with your worldview exactly? Absolutely not. I wouldn't either. Absolutely not. I would not accept a perfectly benign dictator whose policies perfectly no. lined up. No, it was me. It, it, it was me. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. perfectly, I mean, perfectly aligned right. would be me, yeah, right? right. Me, no, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want it. Even if it was a lifetime appointment, even if I could guarantee yep, that it. for the entirety of my life, yeah. that only the things I want to have happen will happen. I would not accept that because it's not, like we have a system that's supposed to continue forward. Yeah. And I have no guarantee that the next dictator will not be benign, right? right? right. And it's the same principle. Like yeah. if you break the democracy, then we don't get to thump our chest anymore and talk about being a free nation. Yeah. We get to be an autocratic nation. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think we actually want that. No, but well, we're doing things that demonstrate that we want. I don't. That. When I say when you don't use we because it it clearly when you see Rand Paul up there standing there with the president, you know, you know the, the, he he doesn't like whistleblowers because he's too busy blowing something else up there. <laughs> right. But I'll tell you what, like he's up on that stage. He's one of those people who's part of that, giving the president an autocratic power. Isn't he supposed to be a libertarian? I thought so. But there's so many of these guys that are willing to allow Trump to do literally whatever he wants as yeah. long as they get he gets the things that they want done. They're willing to do, let him do whatever he wants. And all the evangelicals jump on board of that too. I know. And so it's it's really crazy to me, but, but you can't say we don't want a dictator because I think that some of these people genuinely do. They want a Christian dictator. I think they do. That's I what think they want. One day I was painting this birdhouse I helped build. Yep. You missed a spot right up there. Mr. McGregor spilled paint on me. I mean, really spilled paint all over me and my clothes. Uh, just take off your clothes. So I did. I had paint all over me. So it made sense. Now, I'm going to take a picture to remember the day we spilled the paint. This story comes from AP News. A Minnesota bishop defends conduct in sexual abuse case. Um... So this story was crazy. So the, the the defense here is basically like, look, the victim wanted to remain completely anonymous. And since the victim wanted to remain completely anonymous, we just basically didn't act at all. And by not acting at all, we kept the person yep. who yep. was the perpetrator of the sexual abuse in contact with minor children. Because and his and his defense is like, well, if we didn't do that, we'd be sort of de facto acknowledging the abuse, which somehow Something, something, the anonymity of the yeah, victim. I, I, I literally can't draw that line. I read, this story, I read the story four times. Yeah. And I was like, you, I don't get it. You, like, you, I right. genuinely don't get the leaps of logic. And I'm glad that the AP printed this story this way. Yeah. Because it's so confusing to read. You're like, wait, but I don't understand why you didn't just say something. Right. And this guy who got molested wanted to become a deacon? Yeah, like, I know. And that, like... And then, and then eventually wind up settling with the church outside of court because, you know, that's what happens in all of these all cases these, yeah. is the church doesn't want any of this stuff yeah. to get out. And so- Hide it and write a check. Yeah. Hide it and write a check. Hide it and write, write a check. Exactly. And so that's what they did. And, and this is another example of a priest 
allowing, basically allowing, knowing about it, knowing that it's happening and allowing it to happen, facilitating it almost. It, it, it's not, I don't even know if it's almost, it's like, oh no, yeah, you're right. It, facilitating you know, like facilitating. There's a, there's a time and a place where it's, it, it, you're trying to make sure this reoccurs. Yeah. There is a depraved indifference yeah. to the suffering yeah. of other people. Either that or it's malicious. It's yeah. either malicious or it's, like you said, depraved indifference. Those are your two options. Neither are good. No, right? One is a little better than right. the other because one of them presumes that you're just like, no, I like it when he fucks kids. Right. I, and the, and the, the defense here, the, the idea that you're like, well, look, we couldn't we couldn't remove this, uh, this guy from working with kids because somehow the anonymity of the victim would be compromised. And I thought like, well, you, you certainly can. It's a big organization. You just give him a different job. And you pull him aside and you say, Joe. You're fired. You fuck kids. <laughs> We're a terrible place. It's so you're not even fired. I love, that. I love that conversation. You start it with him like, Joe, sit down for a second. <laughs> I don't know how to say this other than you fuck kids. <laughs> <laughs> Crazily, this does not disqualify you. I know. Like, it's not like, give me the collar. It's not badge right, and gun. Right. right. It's not, it's not like, right. it's not like all those curmudgeonly old fucks <laughs> in all those movies that are like, give me a badge and your gun. You know what? I'll find him even without the badge and the gun, you're a, Johnson. You're a wisecracking, wisecracker, Johnson. Get out of my office. We got yeah. no room for room cops in this organization. <laughs> There's none of that. Nobody walks up and snatches his collar and then takes his cassock off and kicks him in the ass and shoots. Him on the street. Nobody does that. Why don't you do that? Like, holy shit, just take it away from him. And then fucking whack his dick with a ruler on the way out. For real. And be like, whack. And be like, never use that again. You're not allowed to touch it. And we're fucking calling the cops. Fuck it's, you. This is the easiest problem to not have. Like, you like, are these guys that bad at I, I know you're religious. And so I know like problem solving and critical thinking is not like in your belly. Yeah, right, right, right. But you're really telling me you can't get like three of these guys and be like, all right, what do we do with the kid fuckers? And somebody's like, well, I don't know. If we don't want to publish the name of the victim on a billboard, I guess nothing. Yeah. <laughs> is there any, oh, is there any children's school that needs a teacher? <laughs> I don't know. Put them somewhere. Okay, so what if he was at Hogwarts? You see, a boarding school. Okay, he's got a wand problem. The wand is the problem. Oh, all those kids are Hagrid after they get <laughs> united with him. I, you know, I just, I cannot believe it. Like, just get one HR person. Just, for just like real. hire one HR person who's like, who's like in the back, who's like, excuse me, pardon me, uh, priests. We can't allow kid fucking in the organization. It's right here in the rule book. Yeah. You know, yeah. just one guy who's going to stand up and be like, um, guys, uh, turn to your bylaws. Yeah. <laughs> where it says no kid fucking. We're not allowed to do that. I know you want to send him off yeah. to a to a school in Columbia so he can rape a bunch of other kids, but but it turns out we can't do that. Right. I know we all want to do that, but we can't. Okay. Your, your handbook in the Catholic Church really only needs to be two pages. Yeah. Page one, page one is the cover sheet. Yeah. Okay. Page no two, table of contents. I'll give you 11 rules. Yeah. You can have the first one be the 10 commandments if you want. Yeah. And the 11th one is you're fired if you fuck the kids. <laughs> That's it. The other 10, you can just say, I'm sorry, looking generally upward. Yeah. But you're fired on the 11th. Yeah. <laughs> you could do all, you could murder, you could covet some other guy's cassock if you want, <laughs> whatever you got to do. Uh, 
God, what an easy problem not to have. Oh, man. When someone comes in with a vague sense of unease or a touch of the nerves or even just more money than sense, he'll be there for them. Bottle of basically just water in one hand and a huge invoice in the other. God bless America, Tom. This is everything that's wrong God all in one story. Bless America. Uh, you know what we don't need? Medicare for all. <laughs> that I love. All right, so our foreign listeners are going to fucking have a oh, heart attack. God, right you now. Canadians right now are just snickering through your nose. <laughs> all right, so this comes from Boing Boing. Boing Boing. Uh, Christian Hospital, which, who cares? Christian Hospital charges its own nurse $900,000 for her premature baby. $900,000. And they did it. They did it, Tom, because she didn't file the proper paperwork. paperwork. She didn't file it in triplicate in enough time. Yeah. And so they're just like, yeah, sorry. Too sad. Here's your $900,000 bill. And I want to read part of this because it's my absolute favorite. It's my absolute favorite. So Bard, the lady's name, exhausted every avenue of appeal within her employees, employer's bureaucracy and was repeatedly told that there was no possible way her employer insurance would pay for it. She was going to have to go on a $100 a month repayment plan, which would, see, no, wait, 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 which would see her in debt for the next 748 years. <laughs> That's the best thing That's ever. amazing. That's amazing. They should have, you know, they should have done something. They should have, they should have put her in debtor's prison for 748 years. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, and the best part, my very favorite part, my very other plan. than other than the payment plan, which is amazing. So good. which is amazing, is that it's called it's called Dignity Health. <laughs> and there's totally their tagline should be, you lose everything but your dignity. <laughs> but if you sell that, yeah. you're only a dead 525 you only, years. You only, yeah, I mean you could say you could pawn your dignity off and maybe <laughs> maybe pawn your ass off a little pedal oh. your ass and you might be able to get out of get out of debt there that's amazing this is so american i mean you could wrap this in an apple pie and fuck it with a flag it's so american this is it like she didn't file her fucking tps reports yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah like we we're we're a country and this is like our for our four list like the the thing is that like if you don't like, you get once a year where something like called open enrollment comes along, right? Or and and that's that's about right now in most organizations, it's open enrollment time. And and if you miss open enrollment, you can't change your medical benefit. Yeah. Our benefits coordinator is coming out to my office tomorrow and doing a series of meetings with my employees because the options are so fucking complicated. I know. They're like, I spent I'm and I'm not a dumb fucking guy, and I work in insurance and I yeah. spent couple of hours pouring through in the options and I've got my calculators out and I've got a fucking spreadsheet and I'm like, all right, if I get this one and then I fund into a fucking health savings plan, my fucking deductible, what will I be out every month? And here's what I figured out is that if I pay for a certain plan and then I fund the entirety of my deductible into a health savings plan and I spend about $700 a month, I can have for that $700 a month, I can have a plan with no deductible. But the thing that that means isn't that then everything is covered. For that $700 a month, it means I have no deductible, which means then the insurance company starts to pay. They start to pay at 80%. Oh. And then I pay 20% until I've reached a yearly out-of-pocket maximum for my family of $7,500. So in addition to your premiums, 
you're pretty much guaranteed if you use your insurance yeah, for stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty yeah. much guaranteed to pay your insurance premium plus about seven grand. And then your employer kicks in a significant portion. Jesus. That is money you could be making an income. And we're having these conversations about whether or not we want Medicare. And we're like, well, my taxes would go up. It's like, think about how much you've paid this year. And if you just tally up your medical costs, but you forget to tally up whatever you put in an an FSA, whatever you put in an HSA, whatever you put in an HRA, whatever you spent in co-pays, whatever you spent in like prescriptions, whatever you spent, all that stuff is all part and parcel. You got to add all that shit up. And for like a lot of people... It's massively expensive. And over the last five years, the cost of healthcare has gone up 22% in five years, 22% for health insurance costs nationally. That's that's far outpacing the rate of inflation. Yeah. It's a, a what it, well, you just got to ask yourself, would I rather pay for my health insurance through the government or pay for my health insurance through a company that's trying to make a profit? Right. Just ask that question out loud. And then once you do, be like, oh, that was stupid. I said it out loud now and it's stupid. Yeah. Okay. No, we shouldn't do that. And I get that there's governmental, you know, there's there's overspending and bureaucracy you can create that stuff. But that shit already exists in the current healthcare system to a degree that is more than it would be if there was a fucking uh, a single payer system. Vastly more. The the number of administrators that have to get involved in healthcare because of the dozens and dozens of different plans and insurance companies, the way that the convoluted way we have to bill for services in order to get them paid, then the people have to go and collect and the debt collection yeah. afterward. All of that comes at a massive cost. Yeah. And the other thing is like, if my insurance is through my employer, what happens when I lose my job? Yeah. I don't have insurance anymore. Yeah. I If I have tons of extra money laying around after I got fired, I have the option of buying my insurance through Cobra, which means I get to pay for the part my employer was paying for, but I'm no longer employed in that scenario. So where does that money even come from? If it all comes from our collective taxes, that means that my employment status doesn't correlate with my health status. Think about that for a second. At what time in your life are you like, you know, it'd be good when I was out of work. (laughs) <laughs> to be sick too yeah. and broke. Yeah, exactly. Well, fuck me yeah. sideways. <laughs> yeah. That sounds baller. Yeah. <laughs> what? I want to say too, the reason why these bullshit rules are in there is so they can get out of paying this stuff. There's right. a reason they want to get out of paying a $900,000 bill because they want to keep that $900,000. Yes. That's the reason, right? right? They want to keep that money. They want to they want to make sure that the doctor doesn't get it. They want to make sure that the nurses don't get it, that all the, you know, that they had this kid in the ICU for for 21 days or whatever. So, or 24 days. It was a very premature baby. Her her baby was a 21-week baby, I guess, or something Jesus like that. Jesus no, I mean, it was a, Christ. I, like, so super premature. So very, very difficult. And she was, you know, going through a super hard time. They want to make sure they don't pay for all that stuff. And they don't right. want to pay any. They don't want to pay any. They want to keep that money. Just fucking say that out loud. Right. Be like, they, they don't want to pay it. Yeah. They don't want to pay it. No, the thing is, is like, if we all chip in, we all just pay it. That's how it works. But instead we're like, no, you know what? I'm fucking, I'm fucking folksy fucking Sarah Palin of fucking Minnesota. And I, I, there are people who like their insurance companies. Fuck my insurance company with a flaming stick. I don't give a fuck about them. I don't care about them. I don't care if they fucking winked out of existence tomorrow. Wouldn't even matter. And I guarantee 90% of the people who have insurance would feel the exact same way. Well, and here's the other thing about that $900,000. If the insurance company doesn't pay it, 
Nobody gets paid. Yeah. This woman's not paying $900,000. Yeah. yeah. Which means all those people, the hospital, they, yeah. none nobody, of those, yeah, they, they, they don't they, get that money. The money they don't want to pay them. Pay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that means your costs went up. Yeah. Everybody eats that yeah. shit somehow. We're already subsidizing the cost of this program. Right. We're already paying for it because if that doctor didn't get paid, but they rendered services, what they do is they build a certain amount of fuck me, I don't get paid sometimes yep. Yep. into their billing structure, which is why an MRI costs like twenty four hundred dollars yeah. when the fucking machines aren't even that expensive yeah. anymore. Well, and and you know they don't want to pay them. That's that's totally true the $900,000 wasn't going to go back to you. And right. they weren't going to make your rates lower if they got right. that 900000 If they didn't have to spend that $900,000, do you think that they'd somehow forgo the fucking owner and the fucking CEO and the board getting huge amounts of money? No, fuck that. They wouldn't do that. They'd be like, they're not going to be like, okay, well, guys, we saved, you know, $2 billion this year, lower everybody's rates. Fuck you. No. Are you kidding me? That's the dumbest, it's the dumbest argument I've ever heard where people are like, no, you should be able to keep her and fuck my insurance, period. I want to get a shirt that just says, fuck my insurance. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Why does a hunter need a handgun? Tons of reasons. Handguns are much better for hunting in close quarters, like an abandoned warehouse or a factory. And why would you be hunting in an abandoned warehouse or factory? Say you tracked this big buck to the outskirts of town, and you found that he'd made himself a makeshift home in the bottom of an abandoned warehouse. With a handgun, you could easily sneak up on him and get a death shot. That way he won't be running around with your daughter anymore and filling her head with ridiculous ideas and corrupting her character. So this story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog over at Patheos. A GOP candidate for Virginia Senate the Ten Commandments will stop gun violence. And I read that and I thought, well, they haven't yet. <laughs> what are like, we waiting for? What, what, are we, what are we waiting for? Like, at what? when are they doing yeah. that? What's yeah. the timeline on that event? Yeah. And, and what commandment is thou shalt not bump stock? Like, which one is that? Which Somebody. One, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's AR-15. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't, like, what is what is it that we're... Well, well, like, yeah, I guess if you hide behind a monument. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you, had, if you just happen to be walking with two stone tablets, you'll be okay. Pertain, pertain, pertain. No. Thou shall not kill Moses, me, motherfucker. You shoot Moses down and he stands up and he just pulls his shirt back and he's got a stone tablet. In there. I was saved by the stone tablets. <laughs> Jesus burned into the stone. That's actually how they crashed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's how Jesus lit the lit the bush on fire was with his AR-15. <laughs> oh, man. Drop it incendiary uh, rounds. So amazing. I want to re read part of this. All right. Um, this is amazing. So they basically go to this guy and they talk. They they sent this. this Wait, can you tell me what his name is? Because it's great. So Arthur Purvis. <laughs> Arthur Purves? <laughs> Arthur Purvis. <laughs> I don't know. Purvis, Purves. It could be Purves. Oh. Um, but and, and, and Janet Howell are the two uh, people who were running in the state Senate race for Virginia. And what happened was, is they asked them a question. They had sent them the like, hey, we're going to, here's an essay. Uh, we want to ask you, we want to give, give us a 750 word explanations of why Virginians should vote for them. And I want to read part of this. Um, his <laughs> education plan, for example, boils down to, quote, more phonics, end quote, and getting the kids to, quote, drill and kill in math. Look, he, they didn't ask you about fucking our foreign policy in the Middle East. <laughs> they asked you about math. What the fuck? I thought that was our current energy policy, <laughs> drill and kill. <laughs> drill and kill. <laughs> well, yeah, it could, be, it could be a lot of things, right. it turns out. 
Um, but yeah, so basically he says, his, his answer is the solution for gun violence is gun violence is prevalent where fatherlessness is prevalent. Huh, that's interesting. Fathers are the best form of gun control. That doesn't even make any sense. And the 10 commandments are the only gun control laws that ever worked. And that guy lost by 25 points. <laughs> <laughs> He was he was resoundingly voted yeah, out. Right, he right. was resoundingly voted yeah. out of office. Hear what this guy believes, though, and it's like some people are like, "Well, that makes some sense to me." <laughs> Check that box. Did you listen to the Daily this week? I did not. Uh, about the who's electable? No, I feel sad um, already. They've been doing this thing. They had a poll that went out. Um, where they called people on the phone and they were trying to find out who's electable. Like who's, a, and I hate the way they say that because it, it it inherently means, would you vote for a woman? But it doesn't, they, they can't come out and say that. So they have to be like, they have to couch it in these, in the language of electability and, okay, you know, right. and things like that because people will just, they'll recognize a bullshit question, but they won't recognize the sort of trick that they play on them, which is like, you know, do you think any of the women are likable is one of the questions. And it's funny that many of the people said no. And the it's, it's, they, they, when they, when they did this polling and again, it's, it's, it's a relatively small poll, like 3000 people. And it was done by phone. Again, something that is like, seems to weigh heavily on people who answer their phone nowadays. Cause if somebody <laughs> would have called me and be like, Hey, do you have 10 minutes for a quick survey? I'd be like, absolutely not. The end. And I wouldn't answer. I like, there's no way I would spend the time on a phone to answer a survey. Yeah, I, I think I would respond a little differently. Um, I think I'd say, you've reached the voicemail of Tom Curry. Yeah. Please leave a message. <laughs> exactly. And I will never answer that call I know. or just, call it back. You would never. So, and I, and I have a feeling like when they said like this, this poll went out and they did this phone polling you know, you hear some of these people and they, they gave them, how do you, how do you think President Trump is doing? Uh, one very good, you know, to five awful or whatever. And there's this hillbilly on the phone that they're talking to this hillbilly old woman who's like, very good. He's the best. <laughs> and she's talking over the guy who's trying to give her the numbers. And she's like, five, five, five. He's the best. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot. But like, when you hear these people say it out loud, they're like, like, do you think he could do anything differently? Like, no, he shouldn't do anything differently. You know, they're asking questions like that. And you're just, my mouth is open. I'm like, like, but this, it's a cult of personality right. on that other side. So it's, it's not, it, they're not thinking about anything policy wise. They don't, cause none of the right. things that he's doing is affecting them in any positive way. Um, the only thing that they're, that, that he's allowing is for us to be a little more racist. And I guess that that's the only positive. <laughs> well, in their life. I'm a single issue yeah. voter. <laughs> exactly. Racism. So, <laughs> white people, I'm a single issue. And you would, and, I'm pro. <laughs> uh, quickly that, that poll showed that Biden would probably win in all the swing states that we that the Dems lost last time okay. against Trump. Bernie would win three of the six. Liz would lose all six. Uh, yeah. That's... And the people who voted specifically that were way, way high on Trump, 20 plus points high on Trump, were all uneducated, non-college going white people. All college going, most college going were, were well into the Trump category, like are away from Trump, like by like five or six points. And then people of color were farther away. You, you gotta stop. Like if you're like Republican, do you ever look around and say like, man, I am in good company. <laughs> I'll tell you what. For real. Yeah. You, it's like, well, you know, yeah. my, we, 
Just it's just all the people that don't know stuff. Yeah. Like the guys, we you, you don't want you don't want the people on your team to be the guys that don't know how books work. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I read them from right to backward. <laughs> just like and up to diagonal. And you're just like, all right. Give all me right. that back. Just You're stop, not allowed to stop scratching so, and sniffing yeah. at it. And, it's, and turn the Kindle over. That's the screens <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Like when you look around, you're like, well, it's all the uneducated people are on my side. Why don't you tell you something about your side? Yeah. You know who agrees with me? People that don't know stuff. What? That's the wrong people. Don't you think you're just automatically wrong? It's amazing too how high they were in comparison to the other categories. Oh. So Tom, right now our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. And, and AdamandEve.com, I just want to mention, if you like to fuck. If you don't. Really? Yeah. But if you like huh. to fuck and yeah. you like to get fucked, AdamandEve.com is a great sponsor for this show because they provide oils and lubes and things to fuck with and things to get fucked with and things to put on stuff and things to put under stuff, <laughs> things to put around stuff. I mean, you basically can pack that shit in airtight wherever you want. <laughs> and the nice thing is with the... Uh, code glory at checkout you won't get fucked on the price. exactly because <laughs> you get 50 percent off almost any item at adamandeve.com you get a ton of free gifts you get free dvds or something for you something for her something for both of you guys no sex swing right now yeah, no, no sex, sex swing but free shipping free so shipping you get to swing it out to you that way <laughs> instead you get free all you have to do is enter glory at checkout you'll get all that stuff and fucking has never been so fun this story comes from the Post-Gazette. Ohio ex-missionary sentenced to nine years in prison in child sex abuse case cases. This story is fucking super upsetting, in part because the guy only gets nine years, yeah, which yeah. makes no sense to me because yeah. he was basically a missionary in Haiti. Yeah. And he's like, the number of his victims is in the dozens, yeah. like many dozens of people yeah. that he victimized. And they're just like, well, all right, we'll give you a, Three months a person, you know, because yeah. they're Haitian black kids. And you they, know. they took they 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 wound up uh, a lot of the other ones that he was that he was um, he was accused of here in the states were they were just like like dropped, and so only a couple of them went through. But yeah, like you said, it's thirty. It says thirty boys that the former missionary had sexually molested in Haiti. So thirty boys this guy molested, you know. The QAnon people mm -hmm. have been talking about Haiti for a while as like a sex ring or whatever right. like that. But they stay away from the religious people that go down there and fucking basically molest like an entire duck, duck, goose game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, goose, goose, You don't want the goose. 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 You, don't want, you don't want the duck either. <laughs> you definitely don't want the goose. You're yeah. all goose. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but seriously, like this guy, like, you know, he goes down and like, like, it's like four baseball teams worth of kids. <laughs> well, the guy even goes down there and he's like, look, there's a bunch of kids running around here naked. This is not a good place for people like me. Yeah. Is what he fucking says. Yeah. But it's not like he was like, this isn't a good place for people like me. I'm getting back on an airplane to avoid the temptation yeah. because I'm a fucking monster of a person. Yeah. Instead, he's like, oh, an all you can eat buffet. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> And like I'm still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and like this fucking monstrous human being is supported by and the reason I grabbed this yeah. story is because otherwise it's like, oh, another fucking religious figure molest kids story at every fucking day, right? What what it happened here is like 
The courtroom was packed with congregants that supported this guy. There was pages and pages and pages of people that were all, that wrote shit in, that like letters upon letters right. when they were going to sentence this guy. And they weren't writing saying he didn't do it. Yeah. Right? They're writing saying he's a good guy. I've never seen anybody repent so hard yeah. that they actually said that. Like, yeah. no, never seen anybody repent that hard. This they repented guy, to that kid's ass was bloody. Man, <laughs> he can repent like anybody's business. <laughs> it's amazing. He'll repent in your business if you let him. Yeah. That repent is dripping right now. <laughs> he fucking repented whatever. Yeah. This is the problem with Christian forgiveness. I know I've brought this up, but I think it's a huge problem because as, as long as you have this idea that you can say sorry to the general welfare of man or what fucking apologize to the sky or whatever, because you can repent for anything, the damage you do is no longer, yeah. like you're not like subject sure. to it yeah. anymore. Yeah. And you can just be like, yeah, I was a bad person, but now I'm not a bad person. But you know, like when you molest two and a half dozen people, sure. you're just always a bad person. And like, you, like there should be a point where like people are like, you know, I don't want to stand behind. That guy, if I don't want to stand in front of him either because he just keeps raping people. Yeah. You know, I, I have to say, like, if you're going to, like, ever try to, like, build yourself up mm -hmm. after doing something wrong, you have to admit your own guilt. Right. And you have to, like, in some ways repent for it. But that forgiveness is not the audience's to give. It's not the anybody's to give except for the victims. It's not the fucking, the people in the audience are like, you should just, don't worry about it. It's, right. it's fine. That's not theirs to give. It's not the judges to give. It's nobody's to give it's except society for- society at yeah, large. Except for the people who were victimized. Right. And to be honest, it doesn't matter if they forgive or not, the person should still be punished. It says it should be out of the hands right. of the person who was victimized. It's society that's saying, no, that's a heinous crime you committed and we want to make sure that you don't do it again. And so we're going to put you behind bars and you know we won't rehabilitate you in the States, but we might try to rehabilitate you other places, maybe for different crimes. Right. Maybe yeah. you would never let somebody out like this out ever again. Right. But you know, if there was like a different crime, maybe they would try to rehabilitate them. But instead it's, you know, we're, we're basically allowing somehow they thought that a whole room full of these people and a whole bunch of letters would sway the judge. And the judge was just like, fuck no. He had to stop. He was going to cry. Like he had to stop yeah. himself because he was like so overwhelmed with this guy's crimes. This is a judge. This is somebody who's like a fucking yeah. like- This isn't his this first is, rodeo yeah, of this bad isn't people. a noob. And right. he even said, he's like, yeah, you know, I only have like a couple more years of this left. And he's like, and thank goodness, because my gosh, you're a fucking monster. You know, I mean, he didn't say that out right. loud, but that's what he meant when yeah. he fucking sentenced this guy. And I think he gave him the best he could. I think, I think Because so it was too, based on, the way, yeah. Yeah, it was based on the people here. I don't think they were trying them for the people that were in other countries. No, I, I think, I think, that, I think it was weren't. for the people yeah. here. Kristen Stewart's new movie, which is a biopic, about Adolf Hitler, she's going to play the title character, Adolf Hitler. Do you think she's doing this for her career or do you think she's doing it for shock value? Yeah, I mean, you know, Hitler's been demonized over time ever since World War II. Oh my God, this is the end of all times, buddy. It's from the Washington Post, which I think is funny. Uh, I, love, I love <laughs> The best part is, is that the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal were the ones that reported on this story. <laughs> A library wanted a New York Times subscription. Officials refused, citing Trump and fake news. So I got to quote the guy because I want to make sure that this is not like, oh, well, I mean, it's not really what he said. Here's what the fucking guy said. When the request came before the Citrus County Commission last month, local officials literally laughed out loud. One commissioner, Scott Carnahan, declared the paper to be fake news. Quote, I agree with President Trump. 
I will not be voting for this. I don't want the New York Times in this county. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? The library's like, I don't want newspapers in yeah. our library because they write stories that are not favorable to my guy. This this is very much. This is very much sort of what we would think about uh happening in like like you know, like a Russia or something like that, or yes. in like a, or in like a fucking um, like Germany or something like that. Like it's like, like it's one of those things that you see happening, and you're like, I can't believe that he has discredited the newspapers so much that that counties around the country won't be renewing their subscription to the New York Times, even just to look at it as like a biased source. Right. right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if you're like, yeah, that's a liberal rag. Okay. All right. But it's in your library. Like, libraries have lots of ideas in them. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you just throw out all the ideas you don't like. But that, that is what you do in a, fas in a fascist country. Yeah. Yeah. Comrade, this is not in agreement with our policies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mr. Putin says no New York Times. <laughs> what the fuck? Fox News okay, though. We're we okay with Fox News. You know yeah. why? Because Fox, he has friends. Yeah. Fox, Fox and the friend. The fox likes the bear. The bear is the friend. <laughs> you know what, Fox? Putin likes the bear. <laughs> you go ahead. You guard hen house. He's fine. No problems. <laughs> That's so true, man. But it's crazy that he has he has discredited the news enough in this country to where people synonymous with fake is false. But they but fake to him just means a bad story, something he doesn't like. But yeah. they but they now, if it's a bad story against him, it's fake, meaning it's false. It's a, it's a really strange it's crazy. thing. He has done it enough. He has said it enough and done it enough, and his followers have done it enough to discredit it. And it's not that I don't disagree. If like if they were to come in and they were to say like, I'm trying to think of like, you know, like if it was like a Nazi magazine or something like that, and they're like, yeah, we we don't want to spend our money on a Nazi magazine. I would agree. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, you don't have to spend your money on that. But that like hate speech is just inherently different than like I, just reporting yeah. on the news. I also wouldn't want them to spend their money on some dude's QAnon blog. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like there's there's certainly some sort of journalistic integrity that would be necessary for you to spend twenty seven hundred dollars of the of the county's money on a subscription for something, right? right? So there has to be some sort of integrity. But we're talking about an institution that's. It's over a hundred years old, I think. You know, I, I mean, it's like an instance, and it's an institution in journalism, right? Yeah, this is not. This is not. Like, I, I, I get that. Like, all news is to some degree editorializing, right? Unless you're like, yeah, the boulder weighed seven pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah, a very yeah. big boulder, but you know what I mean. Like, unless you're just stating a raw fact. But even that, just by omission, etc., there is no way to remove the human element from a human created narrative, right? Yeah. I understand that. And I understand too that the the New York Times leans left. I don't think anybody pretends yeah. that it doesn't lean left. But there's a huge difference between what we just don't like and what is untrue. Yeah, yeah. And what you know, after 2016, after the fucking insane madness of 2016 and the fallout and evaluation that occurred really during 17 and 18, where we looked back and we're like, how the fuck did any of that happen? And we had this, this idea that like, oh man, we were misled by fake news stories. And that was seized upon by Trump to say, okay, if some news is fake, yeah. then all the news, then I can use that. I, I can, can use, use that lever yep. to make people yep. who are afraid of being tricked yep. say anything that they don't agree with yep. Yep. is fake. Yep. So instead of using critical thinking, 
What it encourages you to do is use your biases. Yeah. It literally leads you further from truth. Yeah. It keeps you in your in your echo chamber. Right. Yeah. China has total respect for Donald Trump's very, very large a brain. They call her Pocahontas. I am the chosen one. You are fake news. Okay. I am the least racist person. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. It's a comer. Grab him by the pussy. Stop it. All right, Tom. So this week in Trump, we already did talk on the stream a little <laughs> bit about uh, the weird hug. Uh, that so he, weird. The total weird hug that he received. Um from uh, f- it was a uh, Kurt Suzuki. It's the greatest. Got thing. a weird hug. Now, granted, it's a it's a flash moment where he's getting a hug, and clearly Pitbull's over here on the side um, <laughs> of this. It totally, <laughs> it totally doesn't like look. Pitbull. Like, it doesn't look like Pitbull. Holy shit! Um, but anyway, Kurt Kurt's getting a hug. But it's like a, it's like a second. But Tom said it on the stream, and I think this encapsulates perfect. Like it's like. Cecil, how many dudes have you hugged from behind? And the answer is zero. And of course, you know, that's it's like, it's just like, like, it's not something you do to somebody who you're not intimate with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're intimate with someone, chances are hugging them from behind is totally not a thing that is, it, it is even, co- would even come up. But if you're, if you're not intimate with them or even go one step further and like would never ever be able to be like intimate right. with them. Right. It's wildly inappropriate. It's so, it's just weird. It's not a yeah. thing people yeah. do. <laughs> like, I don't care that like, I'm not even making like, they're like, oh, it's kind of gay. It's just like, it's just like one of those instances where like Trump can't people good. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's another Ted Cruz for human presence. Right. Like it's one of those moments where you're just like, you are not a human being. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to hug you from my, like my little, my, my son who is Five will sometimes run up and give me a hug from yeah. behind because he's five. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't. But I'll tell you what, my daughter who's eight doesn't do yeah. that. Right, right. There's a certain level. It's just right. doesn't, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, just two stories that are in conjunction. Um, uh, how Trump is uh reacting to uh the newly released testimony from Sondland and Volker, and then um. This is from Rolling Stone. The guy uh, Trump cited as proof there was in a quid pro quo, just said there was a quid <laughs> pro quo. Basically, what these transcripts reveal in this big thing is that um, the guy lied. The guy said something for Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump had sent him a message at before and had asked him to say that Trump didn't, there was no quid pro quo. And then he used that language when he talked to someone else and then he testified that. And then they asked him again. And he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I kind of, there was kind of quit. quit he was quit, sort of like, quit. well, all this other evidence came out and I'm going to get called out yep. as a liar and a yep. plagiarist. And I'm going to maybe go seek some jail time if I So lie. I guess I've had my memory refreshed. Yep. Turns out the truth is what I meant the yep. first time. Yeah. I was just like, what is that? Like the, the genuinely the defense that's being offered is at this point, the the president is too stupid to know what he was doing. Yeah. That's all that's all there that's, is. That's all there that's is. That's what we've got. That's like, all there is. Our best yeah. case scenario for the supporters yeah. right now is like the policies are so incoherent as to be meaningless. How many times have you heard with this president, and this is the only time you've ever heard this in your life, I know it, where it's like, well, you can't take him seriously. Right. That's not what he meant. Right. He's just trolling America. And we're just like, well, that's all bad enough. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know anything else to know that, like, that's not an okay thing for the leader of this country to do. Even So even if that's true, it's just like, like, even if it's true that, like, oh, there's no 
actual quid pro quo, although there very fucking clearly was, it's just that his policy with another foreign leader is so incompetent that we can no longer hold him accountable for his actions. Well, okay, I'll just decide that's unacceptable yeah, then. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I want to turn back too to the people who, who think that, you know, that having something, because initially they did say, it doesn't matter if it's quid pro quo. Like right. that was initially their decision and or, or their the way in which they framed it. And then they brought that back and said there wasn't, right? You don't want this. You don't want this as a as an iffy fucking thing when someone else is in office. You just don't right. want it. You want to make sure that there's hard rules against a president who already has amazing electoral voting power as a fucking incumbent. You don't want to give him more power and allow him to tap into funds that we're giving to other countries and say, I these are conditional funds in, in, unless you don't fucking investigate the people who are working uh, that I'm that I'm going to possibly be running against. You don't want you just don't want that. We, like, we don't want them involved yeah. in our elect election system anyway in the first place. Yeah, I in what world do we turn to Eastern Europe and ask them to help smear our opponents in a political campaign? What where are what is happening right I just now? Don't get where it. are all the guys that are like sucking the fucking shrivelly wrinkled dick of Reagan? Yeah. Do you think like Reagan, who waged a cold war against like Russia, wouldn't be like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. This is not yeah. like this is not like what we had in mind. Like this is like everything we're doing is the wrong thing that we should be doing. Literally every single thing all the time. Yeah. I look around and it's like, this cannot be true anymore. Yeah. And then it gets weirder. What do you think is going to, I mean, I think we talked about it already, but like, you know, the country is sort of gearing up for the impeachment, which will be televised and all mm. the stuff's going to be televised. People are already saying, no, they're not going to show up. So that's already been sort of happening, um, which is crazy. Uh, the, I think too, you know, one of the things that, that, makes me hopeful is these last elections that just happened where people came out in like big numbers, did some things that, you know, haven't been done in many, many years. Yeah. Kentucky going blue, in my opinion, is huge. I know you said that there's a way that that guy can flip shit around. But one of the things you got to understand too is like, you know, if you're a congressman, you're normally, your your district's either gerrymandered or you got enough people in that district that are going to keep you there for probably a while. There's some yeah. battleground con congressional districts for sure. But my guy, as long as he wants to run in Chicago, is going to run, yeah. right? My guy's always going to win. So it's not like, you know, it's, you know, maybe, maybe my guy might change, but it's certainly not going to change from blue, right? right? So like what happened with um, Alexandria Cortez. Uh, you know, that, that she was blue, but she unseated another blue, blue guy, right, yeah. right? So that's what happened there. But no matter what, your representation doesn't change because that's just a deep blue district and it's always sure. going to be blue and there's deep red districts, et cetera. And, you know, so con congressional ones are different, but Senate, that's your state, right? Yep. That's a state vote, right? And if they can oust the governor... They can oust the senator. Yeah, they can flip the Senate. They can right? flip that senator. They can yep. definitely do it. Now, Missouri, or it was it Mississippi? Mississippi also had a governor race, and the, the Democrat lost by a, a bunch. The Democrat. That's Mississippi. But it's Mississippi. There's nobody that yeah. you can, nobody in Mississippi's ever read a book. But <laughs> not one person. But I will say this: like you see Mississippi, that that's a that's a deep red battleground. I saw somebody today that posted something about like, you know all that stuff down there is blue. You just got to, like, it's just horribly gerrymandered. I'm like, no, there's there's 
governors and senators that are all red down there. It's not because right. of gerrymandering. Now, it might be because of vote suppression. That's possible, right? There's a possibility, especially in some of these places, that vote suppression is a big deal, especially in Georgia. Huge, yeah. huge deal. Voter suppression is huge. I'll get it. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. grant you that. But it's not because of gerrymandering in the state stuff. No, no. And that's where they can't hide. They can't hide, you know, Moscow Mitch can't hide in Kentucky in the gerrymandering. He's gonna, he's running and it's gonna have to, He's going to have to run a really tight campaign because the person, they're going to try to unseat him and you're going to make sure that every young voter in Kentucky comes out. Well, that, that's why I think that when it does happen and it will, and it will happen in our lifetime and relatively shortly, when when the voting block that is numerically most significant in this country finally wakes the fuck up and realizes that, that they have all the power, the country goes blue. Yeah. And the whole country goes blue. Yeah. Because, you know, what happened is that Congress, the, the House of Representatives, flipped blue. And like yeah. you said, they flipped blue despite the fact that gerrymandering exists yeah, exists yeah. and yeah. disproportionately advantages Republicans. Yeah. So that flipped blue. When you have just a straight up yes, no, binary, count the votes and add them. Yeah. yeah. When, when the country turns blue, it doesn't turn back. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna happen. There's gonna it's gonna happen in a lifetime. There, I in my opinion, you're gonna see. You're gonna see. I think we there's a good chance we could. You know, I haven't looked at any of the polls and any of the numbers, and I don't know exactly who's running. But you know, I think that there might be there might be some chance just based on voting numbers that you know some of these Republican seats. You know, yeah, like I say, you're never gonna flip Mississippi, but if Kentucky is on the edge, some right. of these other some of these other states Virginia? could be very much on the edge. Yeah. So you know, so this is this is a big this is a big moment. And it's it's a don't stop moment. It's a keep going, keep protesting, keep the fire going, keep paying attention, and keep voting every chance you get. That's that's the key. All that matters is keeping our foot on the pedal right yep, now. That's all you got to so, do. Uh, hi, everyone. D did you miss our live stream Thursday? Well, you can still watch it on YouTube, which you should be subscribed to, please, and comment and like. Or you can listen to it, the audio as a Patreon supporter if, if you aren't already one which hopefully you are because the glory hold requires a lot of back-end cleaning. Uh, so please, uh, here's a bit of that show. Uh, thanks. If you're a lizard person, <laughs> you need to do better because yeah. every single image of this woman in this, she looks different than the other image by a lot. Yeah, Not well, by like a little bit. Like, yeah. like you could easily be like, they replaced the actress in season two. <laughs> like that's how right. bad she looks. Yeah. That's because like the the level of the plastic surgery that she has had has reached like rictus levels. And, and, yeah, exactly. Like, her face <laughs> is a frozen rictus. It's funny too because we were paying attention to it a couple weeks ago. We didn't play the clip. Tom and I watched it. She slurs her words because she has so much Botox <laughs> in her face <laughs> that she can't, she can't move. move her lips yeah. anymore. Like look at look at the picture right now. It's like yeah, it's smooth. Yeah, I know. Like, like, like smooth. Smooth is not the only thing but human like, faces look but like. But like what it looks like somebody stuck a stick back there and like twisted it until it got a little tight or something. Right. Yeah. You want me to tell you what my thoughts are? No. No. No, no. we don't. No, we don't. It really genuinely is. If you looked at each one of those facial pictures, she's very different in each she one. She's crazy. Like different. she's hired a different surgeon each time. <laughs> and each one's an impressionist. Yeah. <laughs>
It's, it's like, <laughs> they're all Monet. Oh, they're like, <laughs> and like every time she stands there, it, she looks like a camera with somebody had sort of smeared a little Vaseline on the lens. She, she does. Yeah, she kind of always looks out of focus. Yes. Thoughts of the King of Kings, the thoughts of the Lord of Lords. I'm downloading heaven. What does that even mean? <laughs> I'm downloading heaven. Hold on, I'm on dial-up. It's gonna take forever. Oh my God, who picked up the phone? I was downloading heaven. Three tetraflops. <laughs> this is gonna take an eternity. Oh my God, <laughs> line, line. When do I see the whole boob? Line, <laughs> line, line. This is just, all right, I'm already done masturbating. This isn't even worth it. Lords, I'm downloading heaven. I love this so much. <laughs> they all say the same thing. Whenever they speak in tongues, listen, they say the same thing. All right, Tom. Peach shit. In tongues, go. They just repeat, like, if you listen to repeat. It's fucking amazing. Now let's get back uh, to the show. Sister comes from Right Wing Watch. This is Dave Coach. Doc Coach. Not a coach. Daubenmeyer believes he is entitled to a jury filled with conservative Christians. Let me play just a bit of this and we'll, we'll get into it. Well, you know what Cal's Astro told me he was worried about? He's worried about being a jury of people who have been wounded by church. <laughs> he said, boy, he said, you've got to be as careful as that one. So remember I talked the other day about a jury of our peers? Who are your peers? I'm going to tell you, folks. Most people I walk around with are not—they're not my peers. They're not—they're not my peers. You're misunderstanding what a legal peer is, yeah. you twat. Let me read it real quick. Um, from Law.com: A guarantee right of criminal defendants in which peer means equal. This has been interpreted by courts to mean that the available jurors include a broad spectrum of the population, particularly of race, national origin, and gender. Jury selection may include no process, which excludes those of a particular race, or intentionally narrows the spectrum of possible jurors. It does not mean that women are tried by women, Asians by Asians, or African-Americans by African-Americans. That's literally against the law. What I love here is that he not only misunderstands what someone's legal peer is versus your social peer, yeah. but legal peerage is based on the idea of equality and his whole supposition here is that you're not, these people no, are not, not equal They're not my to equal. They're not right. my equal. Yeah. It's a, like, just like out loud and everything. He's like, yeah. but they're not the same as me. I'm clearly better. Yeah. I'm, I, and I got to say, like, I would like to not be judged by a jury of legal peers. Nothing in the world, after watching a million true crime shows. I know, right? Nothing in the whole world scares me more than being judged by a jury of my legal peers. That sounds like a literally terrifying ass. Like what? What, what you're hoping for is to get and convince the dumb ones. Yeah. I mean, like literally, that's all you're trying to do. And I think the reason why people do it is because don't you only need a couple to like make sure that you know you you it does because if it goes hung or whatever, it's better for you than if it just goes to. I think it's better whenever someone's hung. Yeah, like that's just like every mm, mm, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. Actually. There's, there's, Quick, there's some quickly take that back. Yeah, yeah. All right. Quickly take Walking that, that back. back. Yeah. Walking that back. Unlike if it's hung, you can't quickly take it back. So. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I end up going to prison, I don't want anyone. You definitely like, don't want the hung. Okay. Mm, uh, no. Mm, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just you know, such a weird thing to say, and it's and it's clearly superior. 
it's clearly a supremacy thing to say. Right. Like Christian supremacy. And it's clearly obvious that he thinks that those people are less than him and that they're, you know, and it's funny too, because this week we did one of these, sometimes you do different retreats than I do, right? Mm -hmm. So like, my your corporate retreats are like how many people are we going to fire this that week? That is literally yeah. what our retreats my, are. My about. retreats are my retreats are like how do you feel? Can I trust follow you a couple more times? It's like super terrible. It's like the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Well, here's what I want someday. Yeah. I want to go to one of yours yeah. and have you come. Like I want the organizer of one of yours to come to one of mine. I can I, we go swapsies? So what I did this last time we were supposed to have two people to come in. So the first one was going to be talking about one thing and someone else was going to be talking about another thing. And the person who was going to be talking about the second thing called in sick, so couldn't come in and talk about it. And so we decided instead that we were just going to do one and we were going to do one, have lunch, and then talk about the second one. But instead they were like, okay, well, we're just going to do lunch and then we're over. And I looked at everybody in the room and I was like, are we doing one after? And they said, no. And I got my stuff on and I didn't eat lunch with them. And I left. <laughs> That's my department. Yeah. I left. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't need to eat lunch with you people. I don't need to talk to you. I'm like the worst coworker <laughs> in the world. But you, you just, you have healthy boundaries. Yeah, I totally do. I totally yeah. do. The thing is, I don't, th- I'm not mean to anybody, but I certainly don't want to have lunch with them. Like it's just not. <laughs> I'm not mean to him though. Yeah. But in any case, we had a retreat this week. And one of the things you had to write down on the wall, because you do these things where you write stuff down on the wall and everybody reads like what people wrote. And one of the things was, what do you think people say about you? So the, the whole concept was like talking about a story and like not paying attention to one story in one person's life. Because okay. the, the organization I work for works with people in poverty. And so um, they talk about like not talking, not thinking about one story to define a person's life. When they're talking about like communities on the margins, a lot of those stories are like, they're dirty, they're poor, they're right, right. they're uh, uneducated, they're not hardworking. You know, like those stories are all negatives, right? right? And so they were asking like, what are the negative stories about you personally? And then they asked what your positive stories were on a different sheet. And when I, po- what I posted on there, because most of the people, I'm, everybody except for me and my organization is religious. And so I said, well, you know, and I know this is true because I've met, I've, I've read, I've does, done a hundred stories on this. People think I'm unethical because I don't have God. And I wrote that on there. And someone that while they read it out loud laughed, they laughed out loud at it. I don't know who did it because it was a big room. It's like 40 people or whatever. So I don't know who laughed, but they clearly think it's a joke, but it's not a joke. This guy and many other people in this country yeah. think that you are unethical and unable to judge someone, they ca- that you can't look at someone and make a good decision based on that, and that you're going to be so clouded because you were hurt by the church. You're going to be so clouded by that. Do you, are you telling me right now when they, when you sit down on a jury, the first thing they ask, are you a victim of a crime, right? Were you a victim? So they would be like, yeah, I was molested by the church. Well, this is a church fucking thing. Right. Sayonara, motherfucker. (laughs) Like you think you're actually going to get a guy on the jury or a gal on the jury that's been actually molested or whatever, like that has been hurt by the church. No. And even if you were like, Scar, like you, you don't like the church anymore. There's going to be plenty of questions if the person asked happens to be very religious and that's what it's about. There's going to be plenty of questions to exclude people who have yep. bias there. So the idea that you, you know, they, they, they have ways to get around this. You can even like not have any black people on the jury, yeah, even well, though it's illegal. You get a handful of just arbitrary decisions that you don't have to explain too. Yeah. And, and some, not yeah. everywhere, but you can be like, that guy, I'm going to strike jury I don't like number him. two. I don't like him. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to give a reason. You, you only get a couple of those, yeah. but you get a couple where you're just like, no, not it. Yeah. I just got a weird vibe. It's like you don't, he doesn't understand how any of it works. And you're like, and the other thing too is like, clearly he thinks that people who don't have religion aren't, 
they're not eth- they're not ethical people. And you're like, well, that's just not true. That's just not a true statement. And there's plenty of reason to think that I'm actually more ethical than most church people. Uh, yeah, there's there's literally every reason yeah, to think that. Right. Just, I'm I'm trying to think of a church that is not mired in scandal. Right. Can you think of any church? I mean, like the Quakers. Yeah. You never hear about the Quakers. I guess not. Right? Yeah. The Quakers are too busy making yeah. oatmeal. Yeah. They're just like, everything's fine in our oatmeal factory. But man, there's a lot of, re- you're right, there's a lot of religions that all have scandal that are, you know what I mean? It's like, just you're not mired yeah. in it. So, even like hot yeah. yoga's mired in it. I will say, <laughs> yeah, I will say like, the atheist community is not without its no. fucking dirt bags either though. Right. So, But it's like, not a monolith either. Right. And yeah. it's not like we're like saying like, oh, we got this like creep, let's continue to yeah. employ him. <laughs> And then hide him to go work with children in our atheist church. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons. Nico, Austin, Brandon, Kyle, Rachel, Chris, Timothy, and Tom. I thought it was about time. Rachel, you're going to get a mug. So send ian at dissonancepod.com your snail mail address and he will ship you. Tom will ship you. I don't a know. Mug. Someone will ship you a mug. And uh, and so thanks so much for everybody for becoming patrons. We really do appreciate it. We're looking forward to the pizza party in a couple of weeks. Hopefully at this point, I'm thinking by the time this posts, everyone will has, have received a yes or no that they're that they've been invited or not. We've got like one more invite to send out, I think, right now on this Thursday night. And so hopefully that person responds relatively quickly on Friday and we by like Saturday when this would normally post, um, we should have a full house and uh, and it should be a lot of fun. We want to thank everybody who's going to be coming out. We want to thank everybody who signed up and couldn't make it. We had to send out tickets in waves because people were saying that they couldn't make it. Um, so, uh, but it should be a great time. We're going to have the uh, Puzzle and the Thunderstorm guys out for that pizza party. We're going to be recording our 500th episode either that day or the next day in Glory Hole Studios. And so it's going to be a great time and we're looking forward to meeting everybody. So we got a little bit of email we want to cover. So Tom, she said yes. She said yes. She said yes. First proposal on the show. Right. Um, How cool is we that? We want to thank you guys for uh, for choosing uh, the glory hole for your proposal. And if you guys on your wedding night want to get busy, you can go to adamandeve.com. <laughs> type in Gloria Checkout. Get 50% off almost any item. Uh, free shipping and a bunch of free stuff. So check it out. A couple people sent this in. I guess uh, Magog is also a race of very evil people who procreate via rape uh, in a show called Andromeda. And Andromeda also has uh, Kevin Sorbo in it as a starring. And I guess a couple people had said the Magog thing reminded them that Kevin Sorbo was in a terrible sci-fi stuff called called Andromeda. So it's not something I would watch. I don't know. We got a really great email from Ben who talked about, uh, he says, drowning out morons with baritones. He tells a story of how there were these hate preachers. They started protesting opposite the uh, feminists and the LGBTQ group. And uh, and they were just screaming and, and yelling and, and being uh, obnoxious. And they got a bunch of baritones to come out uh, and, and, and do uh, like some music and whatnot. And they were doing some stuff. So they're basically fighting with them for a while. About a hundred people were shouting them down. And then finally the baritone players had to leave. And then a guy in full Scottish regala playing the bagpipes arrived <laughs> and just wails on those fuckers. <laughs> and he says, he has no idea where this guy came from, but he was the fucking best. And I guess by the time word came out to him, he couldn't make it, but a bunch of people from the secular student Alliance went and uh, they just used bagpipes and just 
shouted out these people that were just hate That's preachers amazing. and I thought it was awesome. I love the idea of a fucking, a fucking bagpipes. <laughs> it's amazing. You um, can't be louder than bagpipes. Yeah. We got a, we had a message from Regina and Regina says, hey guys, love the family episode. Here's a couple more. Holy hell on Netflix. I got the hell out, which is a podcast. Um, and uh, it sounds like a podcast series. And then People Magazine investigates cults. So there's a couple things that we can take a look at. Tom and I may take a look at these things. Indeed. Thank you so much, Regina, for sending in suggestions. So we got a, a Kyle sending a message and he just said, hey, I just want to let you guys know that the place you're talking about in Connecticut is Pepe's Pizza. The pie is famous. The place is famous for the clam pie. Wait, what? Um, That's redundant. Uh, but anyway, he, I, I want to read the, the list though. So the list that I found has 10 best places. John's of Bleecker Street in New York. I think that we, di we did eat there. there. That's number 10. Number yeah. nine, Lou Melnati's, which makes sense. Lou's yeah. is better than that. So that's in Chicago. Patsy's in New York, number eight. Seven, Sally's a Pizza. That's in New Haven. That's the one. Okay. That's in Connecticut. So that's number seven. Uh, Tontano's, I guess. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's in Brooklyn. Okay. Buddy's Pizza in Detroit. That's number five. Really? Pequod's number four. Yeah. yeah. Number three, Raza Pizza uh, in Jersey City. Uh, what? Um, and then two, Lucali in Brooklyn. Okay. And number one, it's not the one, maybe it is Pepe because it says Frank Pepe's Pizzeria Nap Napolitana. Neapolitana. Huh. That's the number and one. That's in Connecticut? And that's in New Haven. Okay. So I guess maybe you're saying Pepe's, but yeah, it's Frank Pepe. All right, so we, we gotta go. So I think we're gonna have to make a pilgrimage there eventually to try this pizza. I saw a picture of it. It looked pretty good. I was talking today in a meeting with somebody from Indiana and in Highland, Indiana, there is a pizza and they want me to come out and try it. I am not doing it. It is a cream cheese, garlic, what? and pickle pizza. Cream cheese, garlic, and pickle. I saw, I saw recently there was a Reuben pizza someone made. Okay. Yeah. I love a good Reuben. See, here's the thing. I like, love a Reuben, like, but I don't know if that's a pizza. It's a, it's a Reuben flatbread. Right. It's not a pizza. Yeah. Just because you made it in a circle does not a pizza yeah. make. Jeremy sends in a message. Uh, he's talking about Colorado-style pizza, and he said, in Colorado, evidently, you eat a bit of the crust by topping uh, with a topping of honey um, after okay. you eat the rest of the slice. I actually had pizza when I was in France and a couple other places. They have a, a chili oil. So they take olive oil and they add chili peppers to it. Sure. And then they you pour olive chili oil over your pizza. Interesting. And you eat it and it's delicious. Is it good? It's delicious. It's really good because it's it has that spice. Just like, so we add, and I don't know if this is, this is a regional thing, but for pizza here, when you order pizza, you'll get a little bit of crushed red pepper. Right. Um, and so they'll take those, those red pepper and you just pour it onto like your do pizza. Do you do that? Do you put chili flake I on I normally your pizza? don't. I normally don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I do sometimes. Yeah. I only like it on pepperoni yeah. pizza. It's it's rare. Uh, it's rare that I would put it on other stuff. But yeah, like I guess you could put it on some stuff is okay with it. It's most of the time I'll put it on if the pizza's just bland. I'll be like, well, it's, it needs something. Something. And right, so I yeah. put it on there. Right. And that they also add out little packets of parmesan too for the same reason. It's the dried, awful, yeah, terrible I hate that parmesan. Stuff. It tastes like sawdust. Yep. Um 
and it don't, won't even melt. Like you literally cannot melt that cheese. So it's not no a meltable cheese. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just a horror. Um, there's no oil left in right, it either. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just, it's just, they've, they've just, they've desiccated. It might as well say, do not eat on it. <laughs> it's like silica um, bags. Yeah. But, uh, but, but anyway, uh, it, that they, they hand that stuff out. But if you mix it with that oil, the olive oil has a richness, which is really good. And then it's also spicy. And so okay. it's, that's actually a really cool way. I, I think it's a great way to eat pizza. So, uh, Sean sends in a message and he's talking about, um, we were talking about uplifting tragedies a few months ago. And he says he works at a large federal federal agency. And he said, I recently received an email from a coworker who, who they've never met that was blasted out to over a thousand people in the agency. The purpose of the email was to ask for me and my coworkers to donate our vacation days to him. He's been fighting cancer for over a year and in the process burned all his sick days and vacation days. So his options are either to take unpaid leave while he gets his cancer treatment and hope uh, that his coworkers donate their time off to him so he can use it. So basically like he's just hoping that they, that they will do this. That's the country that we live in is yeah. where you just, if you're just sick, we're sorry. Well, you just, that's Tough just, shit. that's just sucks for you. And do you have disability insurance through your work? I don't know. I, My, I was just going through open enrollment yeah. and like, well, I'm, I was, I was reading through the benefits package and I was, I realized that this is the first time in my life I have a short and long-term disability benefit. Yeah. And up until this moment, until this this company that I work for now, I'd have been in the same spot yep. without the voluntary without leave the, Yeah, because you can't. Because probably most, I've places never wouldn't, yeah, yeah, right. most places wouldn't let so you So you get it. sick long-term and you're just fucked long Enjoy it. Yeah. So this is probably the best bit of logic we've gotten in a long time, Tom. I'm going to read it. Premise one. This is from Zach. Premise one. White people are humans. Premise two. Non-white people are humans. Premise three, personal bias notwithstanding, all humans deserve equal moral consideration. Conclusion, white people and non-white people deserve equal moral consideration. Okay, next next uh, logic series. Premise one, Chicago pizza is pizza. Premise two, New York pizza is pizza. Premise three, personal bias notwithstanding, Tom, mm -hmm. all pizza deserves equal gustatory consideration. Conclusion, Tom and Cecil are pizza racists. I can live with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'll I'm sleep right well at it. night. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. Like, I bet you there's a couple places we just read off. I bet you a couple of those places are pretty amazing. But every single time I go out to New York, they're like, you got to try this pizza. And I try it and it tastes like Sbarro. It'd be like if every time you came to Chicago, I was like, dude, you have to try this burger joint. And I took you to McDonald's every time <laughs> or a McDonald's clone. And you'd be right. like, yeah, man, I mean, it's okay, but it's it tastes like sweet ketchup. Like right. it's just, <laughs> eh. Yeah. And the fries are real salty. I mean, I guess it's it's all right, but I like, like it's not, I certainly wouldn't choose to eat it. Like it's right. the same yeah. Thing. Right. It's the same exact thing. So understand that's the experience that I keep having over and over and over again. I'm willing to change my mind. I I went out to New York and had wonderful food. I guarantee there's pizza there that I would like. I guarantee it. I just haven't yeah. had it yet. I mean, yeah. I so Theo says you should try things in a pizza in a wood pellet grill. I used to grill pizza. And when I had a space to grill yeah. it, I don't have a space to grill it anymore because I live in a condo and I don't have a balcony or any place to do it. But I used to grill pizza and grilled pizza is amazing. We grilled pizza at my house yeah. once on, a, on yeah. a charcoal grill. It's it amazing. It's yeah. delicious. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think grilled pizza is outstanding. A wood-fired oven, most of the time, will we'll add an amazing flavor to it. So you're absolutely right, Theo. Got an image uh, from someone's gym. 
They had a Thanksgiving glory hole. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? I'm gonna what post it fuck? on this week's show notes. What? It's for uh, it's for canned goods. Yeah, so okay. um, maybe maybe it's for other things. Sure it is. Got a message from Kyle. Kyle was talking. We were talking about ER doctors having to spend a lot of time um, working, but he's saying that he's a paramedic. And he has to spend an immense amount of time. He says he works 24 to 48 hour shifts, totaling 60 hours a week. He gets uh, paid outrageous. a pittance. I don't want to tell everybody how much you make, but he gets paid um, a very low rate of pay. Um, lower than what I would consider the minimum wage by a lot. That's yeah. all I want to say out loud. So lower than what I would consider a minimum wage in this country. Um, and lower than what, what much lower than what Bernie Sanders would yeah. consider a minimum wage in this country. Um says he works about 120 hours per pay period. Many times he goes, he works 24 hours and he, and he doesn't, and, and he says that the mobility, the upward mobility in cash in the ER profession or in the, not, or in the emergency paramedic profession, he says in five years, a person only makes, uh, what is that? 6% or 7% more than they did, or maybe it's a little more than that. 8% more. Yeah. It's a tiny amount. It's a tiny amount. It's in five years. Could you imagine just going up eight percent? Here, here's the thing: paramedics are treated terribly. Yeah. EMTs are treated terribly. It's it's such hard work, and we need you so badly. Yep. And like we don't pay anything, and we don't respect it. And those people put their lives on the line. The worst part about it is, is that they weaponize those people, and they always say, "Well, an EMT doesn't get fifteen dollars an hour. Why should a McDonald's worker?" Right. And it's the other, it's the other way to say it. It's like, yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, McDonald's worker should be making fifteen dollars an hour, and an EMT should be making a lot more than. Yeah, that. right. The thing is, like, when I call an ambulance. I want that guy to be well-rested and well-paid. I want that guy to have had a great day today. Yeah. That guy needs to be in a good mood when he picks me up for my emergency. What I don't get is like, from what I hear, an ambulance ride is an immense cost. Five, six grand, something like that. It's, an, it's, a, it's, it's a, a lot of money. Of money. Yeah. Where does that money go? I, does it not trickle down? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that money just goes away and there's nothing because man, the amount of time you're spending, like, let's just say it's an hour. That's what? I, like if it was an hour ride or an hour you had to be with somebody, they got off so light paying you. You know, the equipment I'm sure costs a lot of money, but after a while, that's a, you know, it's like a... Yeah, I'm sure there's cra I'm sure there's insurance costs. Yeah, but... A, like, I'm sure there's a lot involved. But seriously, though... I know. I, can't, I mean, the amount of money that goes into that and you don't see any of it? Yeah, I, it, the, the, again, I don't know how the profit margin situation on an ambulance yeah. company works. I don't have any but, idea. But it seems so unfair. It's insane yeah. to me. And like, again, like, there's some things, there's some jobs where I'm like, I'm willing to pay yeah, extra. If I'm, I'm paying yeah. five... Yeah. And I need to pay I'm six. I'm willing to pay seven. I'm, right. Let's what? do it. I'm pay seven as long as that guy makes sure that I I'm- I need yeah. that guy to be like in a good mood and, today and well-rested. Yeah, and the amount of- clearly. The amount of money that this guy gets, you could punch out a Scrooge McDuck. I know. You know, you just hit him once and you'd be like, yeah, all the pennies that fell on the ground, <laughs> that's what you get. So it is Vulgarity for Charity right now. Isn't we will it? be recording Vulgarity for Charity this upcoming week um, for next week's show. So listen for your roast son next week's show. Um, if you want to get involved, all you have to do is send an email to vulgarityforcharity. That's the word, not the number, at gmail.com. After you go to Modest Needs and donate, 
at least $50. We're hoping you donate a lot more money than that. We would love to see the donations start coming in where you're making, where your people are donating a lot more money than $50. But the minimum to get a roast is 50 bucks. You pick someone out, take a, if they, if we don't know who they are, make sure you send a photo and uh, also send uh, an explanation of who the people are. If it's just Donald Trump, that's cool. We can roast Donald Trump for you, no problem. But if it's your cousin, Ned, we don't know who your cousin Ned is. We don't know what your cousin Ned looks like. We don't know your mannerisms of your cousin Ned. Help us out. Make your roast more personal. But all you have to do is send in proof of that ro- proof of that donation and who you want roasted to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com and we will get on those roasts ASAP. That is going to wrap it up for this week. We are going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.